Although there's, of course, a mitzvah to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim every single day, there's a special mitzvah in telling over the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on the night of Pesach. And we are told that this is considered a Yisoyed Godel, a very important Yisoyed, in our Torah, in our faith, etc. It's understood that in the way we tell over the story on the night of Pesach, obviously this is going to express somehow that major point of what the message of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is and why this is such a fundamental point. In this Sikha, the Rebbe is going to look at some very central parts of the Haggadah, starting with Helach Mo'anya, Amda, the end of the story of the Haggadah in Kama Miley's Toy Voice. And after discussing a number of questions, the Rebbe is going to show how all of this is really coming to answer one fundamental idea. So the Rebbe starts off with Helach Mo'anya. We know that Helach Mo'anya is already after it says Magid in the Haggadah, which seems to be implying that it's not only an invitation for the poor people, because then we should have said it even before saying Kiddush. We should have said it even while being in Shul, but somehow this is an introduction rather to what we're about to do in the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So the questions. Number one, what is the connection between the different parts of Helach Ma'anya to the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? We speak about this is the bread that our ancestors ate in Mitzrayim. We speak about the poor people. We speak about the fact that we are slaves now. We're going to be in Yerushalayim next year. What is this all to do with the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? On the contrary, if we speak about the idea that this is the bread that our ancestors ate in Mitzrayim, that sounds like we are emphasizing the idea of Golos. If we are saying that now we are slaves... And now we are in Golos, again this is emphasizing an idea opposite of freedom. We must somehow say that even though Helach Manya is not telling the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim itself, but nevertheless this is a crucial point to the whole idea of Magid, and that somehow Helach Manya is going to help us understand and, and remove a very general question that we may have coming in the night of the Seder. Another thing we need to understand, what does it mean this is the matzah that our Aves ate in the land of Mitzrayim, when in fact we know that the matzah that we eat at the Seder is connected to the matzah they ate when they left Mitzrayim. The Rebbe now looks at some other parts of the Haggadah. We were slaves to Pari, Hashem took us out, and if Hashem wouldn't have taken us out, we, our children, our grandchildren, would still be enslaved to Pari in Mitzrayim. Famous question, we know that the Gzeira of Golos Mitzrayim was only for a very limited amount of time, 400 years. How could we possibly say that we would still be enslaved in Mitzrayim? Further on in the Haggadah we say, Initially our ancestors were idol worshippers, and now Hashem brought us close to His Avoidah. We need to understand why Achshav now, if we are referring, referring to the time of Avraham Avinu, after Terach, Hashem now brings Avraham Avinu close, why don't we just say, V'acharkach? Also says the Rebbe, what is the Pshat Kervonu Amokim? Why are we emphasizing that Hashem brought us close? If the whole thing we're just trying to get at is that now we are close to Hashem in Torah and Mitzvahs, why don't we just say we are now close to Hashem? Why is it important to emphasize that now Hashem brought us close? The Rebbe now looks at Vihishamda. We speak about the fact that there are people trying to destroy us and Hashem is constantly saving us and so on. The question is, why is this such a big Chiddush that we're thanking Hashem in such an amazing way? These people that are trying to get up against us are the Rishoyim, are the Goyim, etc. What's even the Svara? What's even the reason to think that Hashem wouldn't protect us and wouldn't save us? After all, the, the whole world is created for Yidden. And the Yidin are the ones that are the Tzaddikim and so on. And also, what is this idea that in every generation people are trying to destroy us? So how is this connected to the point of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? 
And finally, one more piece towards the end of the whole story that we're telling is at the end we speak about all the great things that Hashem did for us. This is in the Dayenu, is in the Allah has come of a Kama. We finish off that Hashem built us the base Abkhira, the base Amigdash, to atone for all of our Averis. And the Rebbe asks that in all of the other 14 things that we say about the great things that Hashem did for us, we're never explaining what's so special about that. For example, it doesn't say what's so special if we would have come to Har Sinai and not get the Torah. And yet over here we're emphasizing Hashem built us the Beis Hamikdash to atone for all of our Averis. And why specifically this advantage? What about the idea that Hashem dwells in the Beis Hamikdash? Especially here we're speaking about negative things, Averis. This is something that doesn't even apply to all people. Not every did, not every yid did an Avera. Also, why are we calling the Beis Hamikdash Beis Abchira? And what's the connection specifically from this to this idea to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? I understand that it's important Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim until they come into Eretz Yisrael. But why is this part of the Beis Hamikdash also part of the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? To explain all of this, says the Rebbe, when we sit down to the Seder table, we're about to act in a way of freedom, etc., etc., telling the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the child has a very, very strong question. And that is... If Hashem is the one that took us out of Mitzrayim, we don't know that whatever Hashem does is everlasting, is eternal. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim with great wealth. The Rishoyim died, and so on. How is it that we are still in Golas? How is it there are still people trying to destroy us? How is it that there's still poor people around the table? How is it that there are Rishoyim amongst the Eden? And these aren't just simple questions. This is really disturbing the whole feeling of freedom that we're supposed to feel at the Seder. In order to remove this confusion, this question, the Haggadah explains this to us in Hey Lachmanya. That is, when we say Hey Lachmanya, the Achalu Avasan Barad Mitzrayim, what we're saying is, yes, it's true, they, they didn't ate it when they left Mitzrayim. But they didn't completely leave the slavery of Mitzrayim. They didn't really leave absolutely everything of Mitzrayim behind. In a certain sense, it's, this is the matzah they still are eating in Mitzrayim. Because the Geula wasn't an absolute one yet, as we'll soon see in every single sense of the word. And that's why there are still people that are poor as well, and there are still Rishoyim. In other words, the Geula was not an absolute one, there's still possibility for Golos. We'll soon explain why that is. But if that's the case, you might say, then why are we celebrating the Geula of Mitzrayim in a way of freedom? That's what we continue saying in Heilach Manya, that even though Ashat Avdim was still servants, but Lashona Habab and Echerim were going to be freed soon. We're going to be in Eretz Yisrael soon. That means that Geulah's Mitzrayim was already an opening of the channel to Geulah generally, all the way to the Geulah Shlema. And this is why we can now already fulfill the mitzvah of Sipra B'Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim in a way of freedom. And in fact, by fulfilling it, we actually achieve that freedom inside of ourselves and ultimately the Geulah Shlema. It is this point that we're going to specify and elaborate upon in the whole story of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim after the Manashtana. So what's going on over here? The Rebbe explains... Golos Mitzrayim, as we know, was supposed to achieve a certain type of birur and kapara, refinement of the Yidin, refinement of the world. We know that Hashem gave Avraham Avinu a choice, Gehenim or Golos. We know Gehenim is coming to atone, is coming to cleanse. Instead, he chooses Golos Mitzrayim. And if the Yidin would have been Zoycha, this would have been the very, very last Golos, the end of the birurim. Practically, that didn't end up happening. The birur was not over. Yidin, as we know, were still in the Memtes Shari Tumor. There is still a remnant of the Chait Eitz Hadas for which Avraham Avinu himself was trying to finish off this job and the Eden of Mitzrayim needed to still elevate the world from that state of impurity that still existed. But it didn't happen at that time completely. And this is why we say Hashem had to schlep us out beyond Chazak and a strong hand. That means the Eden on their own weren't really deserving of this yet. 
Say, therefore, even though it's true that Hashem promised them that they're going to go out and so on and so forth, nevertheless, and they would, nevertheless, until these birurim are over, that couldn't have been done in a full way. The Rebbe explains this in the footnotes as well more, that Yidin could have technically gone out of Mitzrayim and then returned to Mitzrayim on their own. They were, the mentality of Mitzrayim wouldn't have been out of them completely yet and so on and so forth. In other words, it's still shaykh to Mitzrayim. So this is what we're saying, Hashem had to schlep the Yidin, beyond chazaka, against the midah of judgment. There's still room to say the Yidin aren't deserving, and Hashem is schlepping them out. And this is also why we say, now Hashem is bringing us close. That means even right now, up until today, as long as we don't have the gula, there's always that element that we didn't finish the job yet, and Hashem is the one that's bringing us close to Him. This is also the reason why there's still Rishayim these days, and there are still people trying to destroy us. The only reason it doesn't happen is because Hashem is constantly saving us. That means as far as our level is concerned, we're not 100% pure yet. How is it even possible Yidin had sunk down to such low tumah of Mitzrayim? This is what we say in the Haggadah, Vayareyu Oisonu HaMitzrim. The Egyptians are the ones, not only that harmed us, but they caused us to be bad. They're causing evil inside of us that is really not shaykhed us. The question then becomes, if Golis Mitzrayim didn't in fact finish off that bitter, why are we making such a big deal out of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? And this is where we say, What's the idea of choice? Choice is, free choice is, when it's not coming because of a specific advantage in the one that's chosen, but rather the one that's choosing is com- it's completely coming on his own. And this is really only Shaykh by Hashem himself, compared to which the whole world and everything in it is insignificant, and Hashem decides to choose it. The real Shaykh of this Bechira is because Yidin are really one with Hashem. Bechitsoinius it seems, that Yidin and the Goyim are equals, are brothers, etc. Hashem comes along and says, nevertheless, Va'oyevus Yaakov, I love Yaakov. So when the Yidin go out of Golos, and the revealed way it seems like, there's a problem. They're, they're still stuck, there's still Birurim that needs to be done, and if Chas V'Sholem, they're not schlepped out right now, they could stay stuck there. But B'Pnimius, the real union of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is coming because of B'Chira, Hashem really chose the Yidin, Yidin are one with Hashem, and it can't even be in any different way. So this is the pshat of Even in a situation where there's sin, where there's Aveira, but really, if we speak about the essential bond between the Yid and Hashem, that can never be broken, that can never be ba- damaged. It's as if there is no Aveir even to start with. So at Yitzhiya Mitzrayim originally, initially, that wasn't revealed yet. We're still looking at it as if the Yid and Chas V'Shalom could have stayed there. But when finally the Beis HaMikdash is built, is revealed the real Bechira that Hashem chooses Yidin, and Yidin are one with Hashem no matter what. The Rebbe says, this could also be the pshat in Maschil Begnus of Messiah Mishvach. We start with the disgrace and we finish off with the praise because initially we look at it all, that it's all coming just because what Hashem did for us, we didn't deserve it. But then Messiah Mishvach, the praise is that really the Yid in his very essence is one with Hashem no matter what. And obviously by telling the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim will be Zoychad al-Shana Abba Yerushalayim. And as the Friedrich Rebbe explained, it means that already this year we're in Yerushalayim, by the time next year comes around, we'll be in Yerushalayim already.